will dismiss the, the children for children's church. So young people, you are free to go and uh, head back for your part of the service. Well, we're entering into a new year, and uh, we're coming into January, and typically what I like to do, I've started a tradition with January. I like to uh, declare January Norwegian month. That's because that's my nationality, and I like to share during the month of January an Ole and Lena joke, okay? And uh, so I will kind of adhere to that tradition, and I like to bring to you a Ole and Lena joke instead of Ole and Lena this morning. It's Ole and Sven. Sven is a relative of Ole and Lena. He is Norwegian as well and sometimes not very bright. But anyhow, Ole and Sven were together and Ole shared with Sven. He says to Sven, Sven, he says, I've received these new, I bought these new, new hearing aids. And he says, these hearing aids are wonderful. He says, I I can hear a pin drop a mile away. He says, these are fantastic hearing aids. And Sven says to Ole, well, what kind are they? Well, it's about 10.30. (laughs) Anyhow, that's not why we're here this morning, hopefully. Uh, Our real main uh, reason we're here this morning is to take a look at God's Word. And I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. And in Romans chapter 5, we'll be looking at verses 12 to the end of the chapter. And uh, this will be our focus this morning as we together learn about the character of God, uh, as well as different theological uh, truth. But anyhow, we're in Romans chapter 5, and we're going to begin reading in verse 12. So if you have a copy of God's Word, I invite you to turn there or get your phone out and follow along. But we'll read through verses 12 to the end of the chapter, which is verse 21. Well, this morning we'll be talking about the gifts that we have received. First, our scripture passage, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if, by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in the life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. 
The law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, this morning as we uh, take a look at this passage together, there is an outline for you to follow in the back of your bulletin. Uh, Let me bring a little uh, explanation to the uh, outline, if you will. Uh, If you look at that outline, it says the gift blank, and then it says thanks, Adam. And if you look down to the next point, too, it says the gift, uh, which we received from God, and it says thank you, Jesus. Well, what, what am I trying to say here? Well, I got some emojis here for you right at this point. So when we come to the uh, first point, all right, we did receive a gift from Adam, and uh, we say thank you, Adam, but this is how we say thank you, Adam, okay? Uh, We're a little perturbed. We're a little upset with what Adam has done and the gift that he has shared with us, okay? So when we look at uh, point number one and we say uh, thank you, Adam, we're thinking like this. Then as we move on to point two, uh, we receive a gift from God, okay? And we'll define that gift for you. But uh, thank you, Jesus. The gift that he gives us is something to rejoice about and be happy for, okay? So that's kind of just the, a little bit of a, give you a glimpse, a little feeling, well, how you should be understanding our points here as we press through. So let's begin with the first one, point number one, the gift that Adam has shared with us. And that gift is sin, okay? That's the gift that Adam has shared with us. Uh, it's a gift that we did not seek, all right? We did not pursue this gift, but it's a gift that we have received from Adam, okay? And so, because of Adam's disobedience, we received a sin nature, okay? As we press on with the outline there, you'll see that there. We have received a sin nature. That is the gift, that is what Adam has given to us, all right? We all have a sin nature. Look at verse 12 with me. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man. Okay, that's all the farther we need to go. What that verse is telling us, verse 12 is telling us that the sinful nature that we've all received has come through Adam. And we all have it. No one is exempt. Each of us has this sinful nature. And so we say, thanks, Adam, okay? Now, no one seeks a sinful nature. That is not a gift that we were pursuing at all. Yet, since Adam ate from that tree, remember back in Genesis, the story there, God says, you know, all the trees you can use, all right? But there, are, there is a tree that I don't want you to partake of. Well, Adam partook of that particular tree. And when he ate from that tree, there was a shift in the composition of man. Okay, there was a shift. Innocence was replaced by sin. That's what took place when Adam willfully disobeyed God and ate the forbidden fruit. So there is a change. Okay, there is a shift. Now, no one is quite certain how Adam's sin affected mankind, okay? We're not sure how it affected our nature. You know, there's talk, there's debate. You know, they're asking the question, was Adam's DNA affected somehow when he sinned? We don't know. 
Uh, was there a biological mishap or an alteration in his uh, nature that resulted from his disobedience? Again, we're, we're not sure. The debate continues on. No one has an answer. But what all agree, what everyone agrees upon, is that something did take place in Adam's being. Something did take place. There was some kind of a change, some alteration. Something did take place, and that was passed on to the generations that followed. So you and I, we are recipients of that gift we did not pursue. Because Adam blew it and messed up, a sinful nature was passed on to you and was passed on to me. So that is the gift that we received from Adam. Now, let's talk a little bit more about that gift. So how do we know that mankind was affected by Adam's sin? What is one of uh, maybe the uh, proofs that we all were affected by Adam's uh, disobedience? Well, the proof is this. Everyone dies. Okay? We all die. Look at verse 12 again with me. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through the one man... Thank you, Adam, okay? And death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. So because of Adam's choice, way back, way back in the Garden of Eden, because of that choice, you and I have received a gift that we did not pursue, okay? All of us have received a sinful nature. And because of that nature... We will all die. That's just the result. The result of sin is death. And where did it all start? Well, that all began with Adam. Thank you, Adam. Right? That's right. Now, before pressing on with point two, the gift that we received from Christ, uh, I would like to engage your minds, okay? I want you to begin thinking here, and I'm going to show you some things. Uh, I want you to think about some things. So, begin thinking here. I have couple questions for you. Uh, number one, do you sin because you are a sinner? Or are you a sinner because you sin? Now, I'm not trying to create a riddle here, but there, are, there is a, a theological truth that we're trying to uh, communicate at this point. So, do you sin because you are a sinner, or are you a sinner because you sin. Okay? So think about that. What uh, one would you choose? And here's a little assistance for you. Here's what Psalms 51.5 says. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. That's what God's word says. Okay, let's go back to the questions again. Do you sin because you are a sinner? Or are you a sinner because you sin? Okay. Well, the answer is you sin because you are a sinner. Okay. You sin because you have a sinful nature. There's something in you passed down through the generations because Adam blew it. So there's something in you, and because of that, you sin. Now, the flaw with the other statement, if you look at the other statement, 
Are you a sinner because you sin? That's the question we asked. Well, what's wrong with that particular question is this. It makes the assumption that one is completely innocent at birth or, in other words, sinless. Okay, that's what that one. Are you a sinner because you sin? So what that's saying is uh, you don't become a sinner until you commit the act. And once you commit the act, now you are a sinner. No, that's not true. You're a sinner because it's in you. Adam blew it a long time ago. Something happened in his makeup because he made a choice that was against God's will. And that choice caused something to happen. And we are the recipients of whatever that was. And so we sin because we are sinners. We have a sinful nature. That's why we sin. That's an important theological truth to communicate because the other one indicates that we have some innocence, some, some sinlessness at the very beginning. Uh, no, we don't have any sinlessness, okay? We are guilty. Now we transitioned into point two. Okay, this is our happy emojo. Remember that one? So what did we get as a gift from God? Well, we get the gift of life. Thank you, Jesus, okay? We get the gift of life. Because of Jesus' obedience, because of his obedience, uh, we receive grace. First of all, it spoke about grace. We receive grace. Look at, let's look at the passage together. Romans 5, verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass. And here in verse 15, we're having a contrast. We're having a contrast. We began with Adam and the gift that we received from Adam. Not a good gift. But, we have a contrast. But, here in verse 15, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? So here in verse 15, verse 15 ushers in this wonderful contrast. Again, because of Adam's disobedience, we all received this sinful nature. And the result of a sinful nature is, is death, all right, is death. But, remember in verse 15, we have a contrast. But, because of Jesus Christ and his act of obedience, we receive grace, okay? Grace. Now, let's talk a little bit about grace. That is something that we receive. What is this grace? What is grace? Well, grace is God's favor, first off. God, God bestows his favor upon us. Uh, we, feel, we receive his goodness, if you will. Uh, here's a definition of grace that I love to share with everyone. It's very simple. Grace is getting something you do not deserve. Okay? Grace is getting something you do not deserve. And so we ask, what is it we get? What is it we do not deserve, but God gives it as a gift? Well, the answer is life eternal life, all right? Look with me at verses 18. It's also mentioned in 21, but we'll look at verse 18. Look with me at verse 18. Verse 18 says, Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, here's where we say, Thank you, Adam, okay? 
So also, here's the contrast, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. Thank you, Jesus, right? You bet. So we receive grace, and what is this grace, this gift that we do not deserve? It is life, and we're talking eternal life. Now, Paul uses a couple of words here in chapter 5 to describe this life that each of us receives by faith in Jesus Christ. And so what is this life, this eternal life? Well, number one, in verse 16, he says, We receive justification. Each of us, through faith in Jesus Christ, receives justification. Verse 16 says, again, The gifts of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation. But the gift from God followed many trespass and brought justification. So when we receive this wonderful gift of eternal life from Jesus Christ, an element of this eternal life is that is justification. Now what is this justification? Justification is the declaration of innocence. Okay? When you are justified you are declared innocent in a court hearing if we were in a court setting when the judge pronounces the defendant not guilty and pounds the gavel on the desk and says court is now or the case is now dismissed that's justification taking place, okay? That individual is being justified. They are declared innocent, all right? That's what takes place in your life when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You are no longer labeled as a sinner, but you are now called a saint, believe it or not. Yes, that's what Scripture says, okay? You are no longer dead in your sins, but you have been forgiven. I mean, that's all part of justice. You've been declared innocent that's justification and that is part of the gift that jesus christ brings to us thank you jesus right thank you jesus there's another word that he uses in this passage to describe this life that we receive in addition to justification we're also declared righteous okay we receive righteousness looking at verse 17 of chapter 5 for if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Okay, so we receive righteousness. Now, remember, justification is a declaration. Okay, you are declared innocent. So justification is a declaration that you are innocent. Righteousness now is your standing before God, okay? Righteousness refers to your position before God. So now, prior, prior to faith in Jesus, each of us were in opposition to Jesus Christ, okay? Prior to our faith, we were in opposition. Here's what Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 says. For... As I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. That verse describes each of us 
prior to faith in Christ. Okay? We didn't want anything to do with God. We didn't want anything to do with Jesus Christ, all right? But then when faith came into our life and we placed our faith in, in Christ, not only were we declared innocent, but the relationship that was severed and messed up because of our sin, that relationship was restored. And so now we have a right standing before God. Okay, that's the righteousness. Justification is the declaration, you are innocent. Righteousness is uh, a picture of your standing. You are now in right relationship with God. Again, based on your faith in Jesus Christ. So this morning we're talking about the gifts that we receive. The first gift we did not seek, but it was passed on to us through Adam. Okay, Adam messed up. And sin entered in to the human race. So we all received that sinful nature. And because of sin, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, right? And so we received from Adam our sinful nature, and because of that, we're going to die. We're going to die. Of course, there's the physical death, but part of that death is a spiritual death. Uh, separation from God forever and ever. That's the spiritual death. Separation from God forever and ever and ever. But God knew the predicament, and so he sent another gift. And that gift comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Because of his goodness and his favor, uh, which is his grace, we receive life. And through accepting this life, we are declared innocent, justified, all right? And we have a correct or proper or healthy standing or position with God. Our relationship is restored because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So what should we take away from this morning's message? Well, there's some theological truths that we need to understand uh, as we press on with life. Number one is, of course, you know this, but we all receive that sinful nature, so this whole idea, some people do say this and some do teach this, that uh, you do not become a sinner until you commit an act of sin. Then you become a sinner. Now that's what we call hogwash, okay? That's the Greek word for not true. It's not true. You are a sinner because something happened in the DNA, if you will. We're not sure, but something happened. And uh, because Adam messed, on, messed up, we all received this sinful nature. And because of that sinful nature, we're all going to die. Can't do too much about the physical death. That's just part of that result. But we can do something about the spiritual death. We don't have to spend eternity apart in hell, you know, away from God forever and ever. We can do something about that. And what we can do, we can enter in to a relationship with Jesus Christ. We can exercise our faith. We can recognize that Christ died on the cross for my sin. Okay, We can recognize and believe that he was placed in a grave and he came back to life on that third day. And now he lives and reigns in heaven with the Heavenly Father. I mean, he is alive. And because he lives, we too can live. But it all begins with placing our faith and trust in that work, in that work. So number one, what do we take away from here? Well, number one, we take away a theological truth. 
We're all sinners, okay? And since we are a sinner, we do sin. The second truth that we need to take away from this is we can do something about the spiritual death. We can do something about it. And it's very simple. It all begins with our faith. Placing our faith and our trust. Resting, you know, completely trusting in what Jesus Christ has done. And he says, when you do that, you experience life eternal. In addition to being eternal life, you are now declared justified. You are innocent. Your sins have been forgiven, again, because of your faith in what Christ has done. And second of all, we learned this morning, you are also declared righteous. You receive a righteous standing before God. You, your position, uh, the position which was one of animosity before faith, is now one of harmony and unity with God because you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So this morning, where do you stand? Your position before Christ. Have you been declared innocent? Do you have a right standing before God? You can do something about that if it's not true for you. Place your faith Place your trust in Jesus Christ. Rely on His promise, and you'll experience life eternal. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the gift of life. Lord, we never sought the other gift, the gift of sin and the result, resulting death. Thank you for providing a way to escape that, and it comes through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his death on the cross and the life that it brings because of our faith and trust in it. Thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.